Indiana's Supreme Court ordered the suspension of in-person jury trials last week due to the high rates of COVID-19 in the state. To talk with us about the impact of the order, we've invited Kyle Duggar on the program. He's a deputy public defender for the Monroe County Public Defender's Office. The views he expresses today are his own and do not reflect the views of the Public Defender's Office. Kyle, thanks for joining us on WFHB Local News. Hey, thanks for having me, Aaron. I appreciate it. So who is this suspension impacting right now? So it, the suspension's impacting everybody. Um, no matter where you are in the justice system, I think that this probably would have an effect on you. So we're certainly seeing it and it affects things in our office. But I think that the effect right now is probably on everybody. And what about people who are awaiting trial? I mean, these jury trials aren't taking place at the moment. Yeah, that's right. It is a fairly unprecedented thing. It would be a really bad time to be a person charged with a crime who is not guilty right now (laughs) in that situation where that happens, unless you can afford bail, have the money to bail out and uh, secure your release pre-trial, or unless you can convince a judge to let you out uh, on your own recognizance without having to pay money, then you would be incarcerated you know, pending the resolution of your case, you know, so if you're taking the case to trial, we have no idea when that resolution will be. And one in five prisoners in the U.S. has had COVID-19, according to a recent study by the Associated Press and the Marshall Project. As more people are arrested and incarcerated now, and jury trials are on hold, is this suspension order in effect subjecting people awaiting trial in jail or prison to a higher risk of exposure to COVID-19? Yeah, I mean, of course it is. I don't think it's disputed or reasonably disputed that jails and prisons are like super spreader places where they aren't able to maintain social distancing. When we saw statewide mask mandates like Governor Holcomb's mask mandate or um, the one here in Monroe County in Bloomington, inmates or people who are incarcerated were specifically exempted from the mask mandate. So masks aren't provided to them. They're often not able to accommodate social distancing recommendations because of space in the jail and overcrowding. One issue, you know, about an hour away in Terre Haute, Vigo County Jail had unfortunately an inmate pass away, collapse in their cell, and then die later at the hospital. They were positive for COVID-19. And the testing that was mandated and ensued after, I think there were like a hundred, over a hundred inmates that were positive in the Vigo County Jail. Um, there are reports that there is COVID in our jail, in the Monroe County Jail, although I've not seen any, you know, official release on it or any kind of statement from the sheriff of Monroe County. Um, I don't even know if anyone's being tested. But there certainly are people on the outside who have family members and loved ones who are on the inside who say they're symptomatic, um, that they're not able to social distance, that they're not being given sanitary conditions. I mean, obviously, that is the really dark alternative side of this is that we have people who are charged with crimes and uh, who are put against their will into this place that restricts their freedom that's incredibly dangerous right now. And then the flip side of that is that procedurally they have no mechanism by which to you know, seek their constitutional protection of a trial. Um, they don't have the opportunity to you know, have the state prove their guilt. And without that, you really are, I mean, you're languishing. You're sitting and um, it's not, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a horrible situation. 
And every day, courts here in Monroe County and across the state are using video conferencing softwares like Zoom to hold official court proceedings. Is there no way to conduct a jury trial by video conference? You know, it's interesting. That's been bandied about a little bit. There are certain hearings that are taking place now, um, in particular, the things that are probably the most closely akin to a jury trial might be, you know, when we have civil trials in those cases, or also if the, if the state tries to terminate someone's parental rights, we're doing a lot of, a lot of hearings in those cases via Zoom. Um, I'm not aware of anyone who's personally done a fact-finding via Zoom. Um, which would be the equivalent of a trial. So what's, I understand that courts are stuck in kind of a difficult place in the sense that for a felony jury trial, you need obviously 12 jurors, you need two alternates, you've got a defendant, uh, probably a defense attorney or two, probably a prosecutor or two, a judge, a court reporter. You're very quickly getting close to that 25. I think right now Monroe County is limited in not having gatherings of more than 25 people. So you do pretty quickly get up near that number where you're going to be close to uh, a gathering size that's not permitted. I don't know if a lot of attorneys would agree to conduct a criminal jury trial over Zoom. The reasons for that being that there's a lot of things that take place in a courtroom, I think, that are difficult to achieve over Zoom. So I don't know if the answer is necessarily, in my opinion, that we... Uh, switch to doing jury trials over Zoom. Other counties have talked about using larger spaces, um, like a convention center or a larger space so that people can social distance more appropriately. There was a criminal jury trial in Monroe County in October or November. It was not one of my trials, but from the people I talked to, it seemed to go off really well. They achieved it just by dividing up the jury panel they would, you know, put a certain number of people in a room. So just kind of trying to put the social distancing in practice. In my opinion, I think that's probably a clearer solution than trying to move to during jury trials electronically. Other states have done similar orders um, as Indiana and the federal district court for the region has suspended in-person jury trials. They did that a month ago. Clearly, they're is concern about holding jury trials on Zoom, but the courts after this pandemic, or as soon as they're able to do trials, uh, jury trials, are going to be facing a backlog potentially. What are some of the considerations in terms of scheduling and, and timing? Oh, it's going to be a nightmare. I mean, it's going to be awful. Um, part of the problem is there's already a backlog. I mean, the system's already slow. You know, I have cases that are on the docket that were already old before the suspension of jury trials. I mean, I assume different courts will do different things. They'll try to prioritize people who are in custody um, first, as opposed to people who are at least able to exercise pretrial freedom and are not sitting in a jail waiting for their day in court. For people who already have high caseloads, for a justice system that's already overburdened, not closing anything for nine months and then coming back, I mean, the backlog is going to be severe. When we talk about your jury trial right, we're basically we're talking about like three different things. We're talking about the U.S. Constitution, which the Sixth Amendment gives you a right to a trial and a right to a speedy trial in all cases where you're charged with a crime. And then we also have a state constitutional right, kind of mirrors the federal constitution in, in terms of giving you a right to a trial and a right to a speedy trial. And then we have what's called Indiana Criminal Rule 4. It's supposed to be a mechanism that enacts the jury trial rights that actually gives us sort of a firm 
a firm position on what is a speedy trial, and that is what's suspended right now. So people still maintain a right to a jury trial. Now, the problem is I think what a lot of people don't know and what they wouldn't like is what counts as a speedy trial under the Indiana Constitution and the federal Constitution is probably not what most people would think of as a speedy trial. So Indiana Criminal Rule 4 says that if you're in custody and you ask for a speedy trial, the state has to try you within 70 days or else they lose the case. They can't bring it anymore. Um, Another subsection of that rule says that if you're charged with a crime, the state has to bring you to trial within one year of charging you or else the state loses it. So that's a really powerful tool for me as a defense attorney. Indiana Criminal Rule 4 is great. State charges someone with a crime and they're in jail and it's a terrible case. They can ask for a speedy trial and you know that no matter what, you know, two months of your two and a half months of your life is a horrible loss, but it's a lot less, you know, terrible than being in jail for a year and not being convicted of a crime. So in terms, I guess, in legal time, in geologic time, that is what they're considering not that long. But I think for the average person, they would think, you know, if you were, you know, Aaron, if you were arrested and you were charged with a crime and I went and met with you in jail and you said, I did not do this, I would like my trial. And I said, that's fine. Uh, January 2021, I'll get you there or January 2022, I should say, you would probably say that is unacceptable to me. But that is, I mean, that's that's a situ- that's going to be reality for some people, I think. Right. Well, I appreciate your counsel and and everything, and and I will uh, I will do my best to not make that situation where you uh, you have to come into the jail and tell me that I have to wait a year. Uh, I'll do my best <laughs> to not make that happen. Um, but Kyle Duggar, thanks so much for coming on the local news. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me.